TII item 261, March 12th, 2013. A new version of the TII app. Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, Gullah! Oh, yeah. My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of whom I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash TII. That's audiblepodcast.com forward slash TII for your free audiobook download. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Mazin for sending in the music you hear in the background. Mazin wrote, Hey, Rob, here's a little piece of music I created on my iPhone 4S. The night GarageBand came out for the iPhone, no loops or samples were used, all strings and drums were played manually, thus the occasional bad string bend. Still, it is amazing what you can do on an iPhone in 30 minutes while trying to fall asleep. Regards, Mazin in New Jersey. Thanks, Mazin, for the music. And folks, I'll try to remember to put the full song at the end of the episode. also want to thank Rob for sending in the artwork for today's show. Rob wrote, Hi Rob, I just drew this on Doodle Buddy for the iPad. With Doodle Buddy, you can create awesome drawings on tons of backgrounds and even use cool stamps. Doodle Buddy is available for the iPhone and iPod Touch. I got the picture from Photopedia app. Regards, Rob Spokane. Well, Rob, thanks again for sending in this artwork. Folks, you can see Rob's artwork in the TII app in the extras for episode 261, or if you subscribe via iTunes on your computer as the album artwork and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com forward slash today in iOS. As always, if you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device and you would like to share it with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, Apple begins selling its revolutionary iPhone this summer, and it will mark the end of a string of hits for the company, unquote. Todd Sullivan, Seeking Alpha, 15th of May, 2007. Ironically, we heard the same thing before the iPad launched. And now that that also proved to be wrong, we are hearing that the iPad will be the last hit in a string of hits. Remember, when it comes to Seeking Alpha and other Wall Street-type sites and Apple predictions, well, I think the phrase poppycock fits nicely. Just saying. For promo codes on episode 260, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the apps Our Guest Book, SpyBot, and Photography Assignment Generator. I'll be giving out those promo codes sometime in the next week. If you want more info on those apps, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 260 for the additional details. This week, we have promo codes for the app Guess That Celebrity Pro. Here's the written review sent in from the dev. Guess That Celebrity is a brand new app bringing the traditional celebrity guessing game to the iPhone. Widely known from radio shows such as Who's On Heart or famous TV quiz shows like Nevermind the Buzzcocks, Guess That Celebrity matches players to guess five celebrities with pixelated images of each person, a sound recording of that celebrity, and with 10 second intervals. The player with the lowest time wins the game and is rewarded with coins which they can use to purchase hints or eliminations which helps them to answer the celebrities which they aim to guess. Thanks, Ash, for the review of your app, Guess That Celebrity Pro, and for sending in the promo codes to give away. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put guess in the subject line. 
A quick reminder, if you are an app developer, email me if you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment. There is never a charge for you, the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app indicating you are the dev. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. Good news. A new version of the TI app is finally out. This version is optimized for the iPhone 5. Other new features include now has the ability to rearrange episodes on the star tab, improved app accessibility for visually impaired, but the one new feature not listed in the new features for some reason is the ability to now change the direction you can play back the episodes. Before, when the episode you were listening to ended, it went to the episode released before that, an older episode, which I never liked. If I fall behind on a show, I like to listen in the order they were released, not the most recent one and then an older one and then an older one. And now, well, you can do that. You can listen to an old episode and then it goes to the next newest episode and then the next newest episode. So say you're behind on an episode's of the show, you can now set it under the settings section under more to play from oldest to newest. Thus, go to episode 258, play it. When it's done, it'll automatically start playing episode 259 and so on. I know a few of you have asked for that feature in the past, and I'm happy to say it's finally here. To find the official app for this show, search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It's just $2.99. Here's an email I got about the new app. Hi Rob, I've been trying all day to bring up the TI app. It just says loading. Are you having any problems with the website? Regards, John M. Hi John, and anyone else that just upgraded to the TI app and are having issues with it getting stuck at loading? First, a big thanks for supporting the show. Second, sometimes when the app upgrades come out for the TI app, some of the new downloads get corrupted. Still not sure why this happens, but it happens to a very small percentage of people, and if you are one of them, here is the fix. To fix this, delete the TII app off your iOS device. Then on your iOS device, via the App Store app, while logged in with the same iTunes account you originally purchased it with, go and re-download the TII app. As long as you are in the same account you originally purchased the TII app in, you will not be charged again. Sorry about that issue for those affected. And again, this just affects a small number of TII app owners when you do the upgrade. If you're buying it fresh, you shouldn't have this issue at all. And now into the news. A post over at the Washington Post warns those that are participants with the Thrift Savings Plan, which I understand is for federal employees, kind of their 401k, or so the article makes it out to be, to stay away from an app in iTunes called TSP Space Funds. Two words, TSP Funds. This is not an official app of the Thrift Savings Plan, and possibly very bad things could happen to your retirement plan if you were to use this app. Again, if you are part of the Thrift Savings Plan and you saw an app called TSP Funds, run away, run away. Link in the show notes for episode 261 over today on iOS.com titled TSP Warns Participants Against Free iPhone App from Apple Store. Switching gears, it still mystifies me on the Apple stock price drop and all the negativity towards Apple. You would think if you read blogs and listened to podcasts from a certain four-letter network that consumers have given up on Apple. And you would be so wrong. Another survey backs up that the blogs have it wrong. Yankee Group surveyed consumers intending to buy a tablet and found number one in that group was Apple, with 47% of those intending to buy. Number two, at 23%, was 
unsure slash don't know. Number three was Amazon at 7%. Sammy was fourth at 6%. So clearly the iPads are the most desired tablets amongst those intending to buy a tablet. Good news for Apple. Among those using tablets, as measured by Chiquita, it is over 81% of web traffic currently coming from iPads. So usage stats are also good news. Then there is the smartphone side of things. And guess what? Apple keeps increasing its market share in the U.S. for smartphones. Yeah, that's right. Apple keeps increasing share. Actually, if you look month to month, Google slash Android has lost market share the last two months and three out of the five previous months, while Apple has not lost any share any of those months, increasing share by 1.5%, 1.3%, and 0.7% for January, December, and November, respectively. Android over that period lost 1.1%, 0.3%, and gained 0.1%, respectively. Actually, in the past year, Apple went from 29.5% U.S. market share on smartphones to 37.8%. For those that can't find their calculator app, that's an 8.3% market share increase in the past year, versus only a 3.7% market share increase for Android. And again, in the last quarter, they, as in Android, lost market share. Those numbers are via Comscore. Another report backing up the bloggers and Wall Street types have it so wrong is about what flyers prefer. No, not Dayton flyers. Go flyers. But airplane flyers, also known as passengers. When GoGo InFlight, the largest U.S. provider of in-flight Wi-Fi, just looked at the devices requesting their service in 2013, and they found that 67% of them were mobile devices tablets or smartphones, and among mobile devices, 84% of them had an I at the front of their name and an Apple logo on the back. Just 16% were Android devices. Actually, when they broke it down further for smartphone devices, about 74% were iPhones and about 26% were Android, and BlackBerry and Windows devices made up about just 1%, signing up for their service in air, that is. So, at least per air travel segment, iOS devices rule the sky. From web video company O-O-Y-A-L-A, I'm not going to even try to pronounce it, iOS video usage doubles usage from Android devices. So they looked at how many videos were downloaded or streamed, and what they found was iOS devices had the double usage of all the Android devices. Combine that with an over 5 to 1 ratio that we see for podcast downloads in February for iOS versus Android at Libsyn, the world's largest podcast host, and it is all just more evidence of people use their iOS devices and Android users just put them in a drawer somewhere. Just saying. With all this good news for Apple on the iPhone and the iPad side and the iOS side, I am still flummoxed by the lack of any real coverage of said good news and the complete lack of response on Wall Street. I also saw an interesting post about the Galaxy versus iPhone lines, and by interesting, I mean skewed badly towards Samsung. The post spun it that the Galaxy line was catching up to the iPhone line in sales, which I guess is better than some others I read which have Sammy ahead, which it's not. But the post showed a chart that said in 2010, there was a 4.3x advantage for the iPhone over the Galaxy line. That dropped to just 2.6x ratio in 2011 and a 1.8x ratio in 2012. 
which assuming their numbers are correct, since Sammy does not release their numbers, it's, it's a big assumption, but let's assume they are. The reporting of these numbers was skewed to miss a bigger picture number, actual sales. See, I could spin it this way. In 2010, the iPhone outsold the Galaxy line by 32.4 million units. 2011, the iPhone increased that gap to 54 million units. And in 2012, iPhone sales increased even more to over 59.4 million more iPhones sold than Galaxy series phones. See, depending on how you spin it, the picture can change quite a bit. Anyway, expect much more of these Pro Galaxy S4 type posts once Samsung officially announces the S4 and lists its specs later this week. And when you hear all that doom and gloom for Apple this week, remember what I just went over. This is Paul calling from Boston. I'd like to do a review of the app Dance Journal. This app is called Dance Journal and it costs $1.99. You can log each class you take and what you learn even adding videos or photos to make things easier to remember. And if you have a friend with the app, you can send them your entries so that they can look at them too. You can sort entries by date, category, style, or instructor. And there's a place for notes and for you to customize the category, style, and instructor. You can also add short videos that are embedded directly in each entry. You can share via Bluetooth, Twitter, Dropbox, or email a PDF of the step list. This is a great app for dance students to remember their steps. Thank you. I have a little correction from the last show. Per the instructions on how to get the battery percentage turned on for the iPod Touch, I was wrong. There is no option on the iPod Touch. The instructions I gave were fine for the iPhone and the iPad, but Apple, in their infinite wisdom, decided not to have that option for the battery percentage on the iPod Touch. Huh? Well, anyway, I assumed it was there. And, well, you know what they say happens when you assume. And it happened to me. Also, had more than a few people email in saying they got the recording app that Siobhan mentioned in the last episode and said they could not get it to record phone calls? Here is the workflow if you want to record phone calls on your iPhone without jailbreaking. Here's how it works. One, launch the uh, phone app. Make a call and put it on speakerphone. Two, minimize the phone app. Three, launch the recording app we have a link to in episode 260, show notes. And then hit record. That's it. But you need to go in that order to record the phone call. If you hit record first, it will stop recording as soon as you launch the phone app. So make the call first, put on speakerphone, minimize the phone app, launch the recording app, hit record. I did that on the app, even the free version, on an iPhone 4S, and it worked fine. I did hear from one person that was on an iPhone 4, and he could not get it to work with that workflow. So it might just work for the iPhone 4S and 5, but it definitely works for those devices. Into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Wanted to use my iPad as a second monitor via Wi-Fi, but the apps I've come across have had bad reviews, so I'm weary. Any thoughts? Have you used either of those below? Air Display is one, and the other one was X Display, one word. So Air Display, two words. X Display, one word. Regards, Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Nope, haven't tried either of them, but I'm sure someone in the audience has. If anyone out there has tried Air Display or X Display or any other 
Wi-Fi enabled app that allows you to use your iPad as a monitor to your computer. Please let us know what apps you use to make that work and if it actually was able to work and work well. Give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Per the guy with Vista and an issue with syncing, the answer is he has a corrupted version of iTunes app on his computer. To fix, simply make sure Vista updates are installed. Delete uninstall iTunes. Reboot. Go to apple.com slash iTunes and download the new iTunes version. Choose the correct configuration for his system, 32 or 64 bits. Install the new iTunes. Connect iPhone. It should now detect his device. Previous backups and playlists, etc. should all still be there as they are stored in a different place other than in iTunes itself. So in short, delete, uninstall, and reinstall iTunes. Regards, Chris in London. Well, Chris, thanks for the advice on that, and I hope that helps the listener that was having the issue. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. In response to the question about the Wilson Sleek cell phone signal booster, I've been using the Sleek for a year now and would be lost without it. I have one for the car and one for the house since I am entirely dependent on cell phone and data. I do live on the fringes signal-wise in the woods of Pennsylvania, very hilly terrain. The Sleek boosts cell and data signal significantly. We found just placing multiple phones in contact with the Sleek broadcast signals to all where without it, no usable signal is present. There are multiple antenna options for different situations. It is powered by USB, reduces dropouts while mobile. Nothing I don't like about it, a lifesaver. Highly recommend it. Regards, Bob A. Well, Bob, thank you for the feedback. Hi, Rob. My name is uh, Skip, and I was listening to your most recent podcast, and I heard you talk about ProloQ to go, ProloQ to go. And I was wondering if uh, you know, or again, as you do all the time, if you could send this out to your audience, if anybody knows of a similar type app, but one that uses uh, uh, Spanish words. Now, somebody who speaks Spanish that can't talk. I appreciate if you'd let me know. Thanks a lot. Bye. Skip, thanks for the voicemail message. And I'm going to go ahead and throw that one out to the audience. If anyone knows of an app like ProloQ2Go, that can help someone speak for them uh, with Spanish. So the app itself helps people that have an inability to speak or some impairment to speak. So if anyone knows an app like that for the for Spanish speakers, please let us know, 206-666-6364, 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. All right, I thought I'd share this great iOS email tip. Can't believe I didn't already know about it. Regards, Tim in Wisconsin. Tim, thanks for the heads up on this tip, which has to do with getting back to your draft emails quickly, very quickly. To do this, open the email app, and in the lower right-hand corner, tap and hold the Compose New Email button. Don't tap and release, tap and hold. That is the square button with the little pencil overlaid on it. That is all you have to do, and it'll pop up all your draft emails from all your accounts. I was surprised to find two drafts in there from 2008. Oops. Thanks, Tim. And thanks again for the heads up on that tip from iMore. Hi, Rob. The caller asking about an app to load money to pay for food, etc. Okay, PayPal. It is working its way into stores. I have seen it at Dollar General, at the checkout, 
credit card machine. I have used it when associates need to pay me for half of a hotel stay. It worked great. No extra cost to me or the sender. It will work everywhere that takes a debit credit card if you can get the PayPal uh, debit credit card on that account. To see stores that will take PayPal without use of a debit credit card, go here. PayPal-promo.com slash anywhere slash desktop. That's PayPal-promo.com slash anywhere slash desktop. Regards, Thomas in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Thanks, Thomas. Back into the news. Well, your iOS device is a little more secure now. Well, more specifically, your iTunes Store account is more secure now. Seems iOS devices for, well, ever, were sending your username and password info when you went to sign in to iTunes while they were sending it unencrypted. No HTTPS. Um, yikes. What this means is if you are on a public or shared Wi-Fi network and you went to log into iTunes from your iOS device, your info was available on that network to anyone else connected to that network and, well, sniffing packets at that time. Again, the issue is now fixed and Apple is now using HTTPS when communicating between iOS devices and the iTunes store. Still pretty embarrassing it took this long to fix. Speaking of issues with iOS, it seems there are some reports of issues with iOS 6.1.2, issues as in bugs. Now, I'm not hearing of many of the issues from users, but if you have an unjailbroken iOS device running iOS 6.1.2 and have seen any bugs, especially around the camera app, let me know, and let me know which specific iOS device you are using. 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOONDOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. And after I wrote that, I got this one. Oh, it's from me. I was running an iPhone 4S, unjailbroken, because it's unjailbroken right now, because I had to do a restore. And it's running 6.1.2. And I went to open up the photo app, and it kept opening up the map app. I forced quit everything, and it kept doing it on and off. Finally, rebooting the, the iPhone on and off, that fixed it so I could actually open up the photo app and not have the map app open up. Strange bug. I haven't been able to repeat it since, but it did happen, and I, I wish I had taken video of it happening. Definitely something a little hinky going on with 6.1.2. I want to welcome back today's sponsor, which is Audible. If you go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash TII, you can get a free audiobook of your choosing when you sign up for a new account. Audible is the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with over 100,000 titles to choose from. If you like listening to audio, Audible has a ton of great content to choose from, covering every genre you can think of. And they just updated their app for the iPad, which makes consuming audiobooks on your iPad even better, which includes WhisperSync which means you can switch between reading with the Kindle app and listening with the audio app, Audible app. So again, what can happen is you're listening for a certain point in time and then you want to switch over and the Kindle will pick up and you'll read so much and then it'll sync up and then you can go back to the Audible app and it'll pick back up and it'll play where you finished off reading on the Kindle app. Really kind of cool. One book I want to mention is All the Rave, the Rise and Fall of Sean Fanning's Napster. This is the inside look at what happened with file sharing and Napster from the early part of the century. 
this book has been out of print for some time and it is back as an audio book. And you can get it free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash TII and then you sign up for a new account. If music's not your thing or the history of file sharing isn't what you're interested in, maybe zombies are. And Audible has both World War Z, an oral history of the zombie war, and World War Z, the complete edition, the movie tie-in edition, that is. And if you have not seen the trailer for World War Z, I recommend going on your Apple TV and search for the trailer. It looks awesome. And now you can get a jump on the movie by getting one of those audiobooks or any other of the over 100,000 titles that Audible has to choose from by going to audiblepodcast.com slash TII. That's audiblepodcast.com slash TII for your free audiobook download. Offer good to just those in the U.S. and Canada. Thanks, Audible, for sponsoring the show once again. And folks, please send in your Audible book recommendations that you have to todayinios at gmail.com. Alrighty, let's get into some rumors, one of which is that the iWatch will be out before the end of the year, to which I can only say I thought it was going to be out before the end of last year. So yeah, I can buy that rumor, and will likely buy that device if said rumor is true. Also on the rumor front, iMore says they learned Apple is planning to release the iPhone 5S slash iPhone 2013 this summer. August is the month they claim and that the next-gen iPads, the iPad 5th Gen and iPad Mini 2 or Mini 2nd Gen, will also debut as soon as April. You know, I hate those May and as soon as rumors almost nearly as much as I hate this next one. So with all the rumors running around, how do you know for sure when one is false? Well, for starters, it could have the title, quote, iPhone 5S to come with a stylus, unquote. Yeah, one like that, you really don't need to read any further. Father. Anyway. Oh, the other way to tell if it is false? Digitimes is quoted somewhere in the article. Like with that rumor about the next iPhone coming with wireless charging. Which we also move into the, we are sure it is false category. One of the things about rumors is the willingness of sites like ZDNet and others to run with them. When they make zero sense even though the writers try to make sense of them. A perfect example of this is the rumor out of China Times, not to be confused with Digitimes, but quickly making a run at Digitimes for quality of rumors, or lack thereof. Anyway, their latest rumor is Apple, for their low-cost iPhone, is going to use Snapdragon processor from Qualcomm rather than their own A-series processor. Yes, because nothing says saving money like using someone else's chips and then having to redo your software to work with it. Zero chance. Repeat, zero chance on this rumor. And when you step back and look at all the new rumors for the iPhone 5S just in the past week, the different rumors have it launching in June, July, or August, depending on which report you read. It has a stylus. No, it doesn't. It will have wireless charging. And no, it will not. There will be a low-cost iPhone with a processor other than Apple's. And finally, the rumors about it having fingerprint sensors and it is on track for a June or July launch. Or put another way, the kitchen sink. Yeah, it was thrown around a little this past week. Now, one of the reasons for all these rumors has to do with the fact that it's been a long time since Apple's released a new product. A long time in Apple terms. There really should be some sort of announcement coming from Apple any day. Maybe by the time you hear this episode, there will have been an announcement from Apple about an upcoming event. But 
it has been, if you look historically, this is a really, really long period for, for Apple to not have a product announcement. So expect something any day, definitely any week now, maybe even any day. And I know some of these rumors are starting to weigh on you guys too, because here's some feedback I received on this. Hi, Rob. I just wanted to write this time to say that I really hate this crap about the plastic iPhone. This sounds like a cheap piece of junk called an iPhone and stripped of any build and material qualities that make anything an iPhone to begin with. This thing is said to not even have a glass screen, if these people are correct. An iPhone with a plastic screen? What the frack? Beyond ridiculous. It should not be sold in the U.S., but if it won't be sold here, then what these people are suggesting is that an entire year will be skipped for a new generation of the iPhone, just as plastic piece of crap version of the iPhone 5. That's like telling a high-end manufacturer of some product that they have to make an Econobox version that shares the same name as the real thing so that everyone can have said product with the same name. That is a large part what they are giving into if they do this and if they sell it here at all. Regards, James M. Well, James, thanks for your thoughts. I do think if they do a plastic iPhone, it will not have a plastic screen. I think they will stay with glass, with the rest being plastic, just like the iPhone 3G and 3GS were. But any rumors you see about an iPhone with a plastic screen take with huge helpings of salt. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. At what point in the iPhone upgrade cycle do you think it makes sense to wait for the next version? I have an iPhone 4 and I'm eligible to upgrade now to the iPhone 5. Do I wait for the 5S or whatever they end up calling it or just get the 5 now? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Regards, Sean in Denver. Hi, Sean. That is a tough question. After the first five to six months, it becomes a question of how bad do you need the new phone? Since we just passed the five-month mark, right now I would say it's very likely in the next five months a new iPhone will be out. So if your current iPhone is meeting your needs, then I would suggest waiting. However, if your current iPhone has a shattered screen, then well, you may want to look at upgrading to now. Personally, at this point, if I got an email from AT&T tomorrow and it said that I could upgrade to the iPhone 5 at the full subsidized price, I would pass and wait for the iPhone 5S, 6, 2013 model, whatever they call the thing. So yeah, I would wait right now personally, but again, it's up to you and it depends on how well the iPhone 4 is serving your needs. We mentioned Google Glass on the last episode. Well, now comes word of the first bar to ban Google Glass. The five-point bar in Seattle, Belltown neighborhood, said if you have Google Glass, you know welcome round here. The reason for the ban, I mean other than for PR, is, quote, it's because it's kind of a private place that people go, unquote, when referring to the bar. So essentially, this is a patron privacy issue. And guess what? It's not going to be the last business to say no to Google Glass on the property, as Google Glass makes it easy and not obvious to record video when you are wearing them. Expect more and more and more of these types of stories in the near future. Hey, can you imagine what's going to happen when people go to movie theaters with these on? Oh yeah, that's going to go over real well. Or what about wearing them to an NFL game or an NBA game or a Major League Baseball game? Yeah, there's going to be so many issues with copyright and wearing Google Glass. Oh, I can't wait for some of the crap to hit the fan. I did mention I'm not kind of a big Google Glass fan, didn't I? It appears in the niche demographic of men with mutton chops, there is now 100% Android penetration, as Andy Anako has switched to Android. People ask for my comments on this. Well, really, 
This is just an example of a journalist looking for PR and making himself the story. Look, in the last 100 plus episodes, this is the first time I could find a reference of him. Nuth said. Actually, too much said. There is no more self-masturbatory type article than the, hey, I'm switching platform type articles that are out there. I just absolutely loathe them. One thing people with mutton chops will need to worry about is malware. As on the Android side, it has grown faster and faster. 79% of all mobile malware in 2012 was on Android. Symbian came in second at 19%. Yeah, I could see how that would be an issue with bring-your-own-device-to-work policies. Now, Apple has not entirely gone unscathed in 2012. They had iOS at 0.7% of malware threats, but no threats were found in the last quarter of 2012. Plain and simple, if you don't want to worry about malware, get an iOS device. With regards to my mispronunciation of malware, send those to ggas at todayinios.com. Into the email bag we go. Hey Rob, I have a three-year-old daughter that is legally blind, and I have been searching for good apps she could use on my old iPhone 4. Do your listeners know of any good apps that she might enjoy? Regards, Alex in Connecticut. Folks, if you know some good pre-K apps for kids with voiceover features, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Back into the email bag. Hi Rob, I recently purchased an OtterBox Defender for the iPhone 5 and I love it. This is my third case for the iPhone 5 and I wasn't planning on this one because I think the iPhone is beautiful. The problem is that the iPhone is so sleek, I kept panicking when I couldn't feel it in my pocket anymore. With the OtterBox Defender, this is a non-issue because it adds considerable bulk, which might not be please some people, but it's great for me. This one is well-designed, rugged case. Everything fits extremely tight with nice port covers, screen protection, etc. It even has a porthole in the back to display the Magical Fruit logo. I don't plan on dropping it, but I'm pretty sure it'll survive if I do. As an aside, I could be wrong, but I think this is gen definitely geared towards the male species. It comes with a rugged swivel belt clip that securely holds my iPhone in place, but I'm not really fond of these carriers. If there is a negative, I would say that it would be with the instructions. I could not find for the life of me uh, how to get it apart after I removed it from the packaging. Fortunately, there was a video on YouTube that gave the little bit of help that I needed. Overall, I'm extremely satisfied with the case and just ordered their Defender case for the iPad Mini. Regards, Bob. P.S. You look nothing like I envisioned, which is not a bad thing because you look very much like a friend of mine. Well, thanks for the email there, Bob, and... Funny, some people said I look like Stan Tucci. Speaking of which, I just saw the movie Margin Call, which you can stream on Netflix right now. Really good movie. Incredible cast. Hey, Rob, this is Chris from Lompoc, California, calling you guys again. Um, just uh, wondering if any of your listeners or maybe you yourself have experienced uh, an issue where you lose the sound on your iPad third gen completely. I mean, I can't get it back. And it says that it's on the dock connector and I've never even, never even hooked it up to a dock connector. I, I can't get the volume back. It, it doesn't even show the volume when I turn the volume on my iPad or anything. And it's kind of a real pain. I, I guess I'm going to have to restore it, but um, I hopefully want to try not to do that. Maybe your listeners can help me out. Okay. All right. Love the show, Rob. Keep up the great work. All right. Bye. Chris, here's what I would suggest. If you have a can of compressed air, 
go ahead and blow it into the 30-pin dock port connector at the bottom. Could be that some material got in there, some lint or something like that, and it's causing a little short on the connector and it's making it think it's plugged in. So I would try blasting the 30-pin dock connector at the bottom with some compressed air. If you don't have some compressed air, get yourself over to Tarage or Walmart, pick some up. Remember to bring your driver's license because they're going to ask to see it. Yeah, because I guess people do bad things with their compressed air. But anyway, get some compressed air, blow it in the bottom, see if that works. Uh, you can also, if you don't have compressed air before you go out and do that, you can try doing the full reset, go to settings, general, scroll down, find uh, force uh, reset network settings and do the reset there. Make sure you've closed out all your apps, force quit all your apps before you do that and see if it comes back on and if it works. Uh, and you can also do a restore to the device. Uh, but if you have compressed air, that would be the first thing I would try. Uh, next would be doing the reset. And if that doesn't work, then doing the full restore. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. After hearing about the Kickstarter project for the UBE Wi-Fi connected smart light dimmer in the last episode, item 260, I decided to look into light automation from my house. I didn't realize there are already products on the market called the Philip Hue. The starter pack comes with a small round base station that plugs into your router and three light bulbs. It was super easy to hook up and get working. You control the lights from your iPhone, iPad app, or your computer from your house and when you are away. You can control the intensity, the color, and set timers. They are sold exclusively at the Apple stores. I only had it for a few days now, but I'm really liking it. Regards, Darren. Well, Darren, thanks for the feedback on that. As always, if you have an iOS accessory product that you've recently purchased and you're really liking or not liking, let us know, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. This is Paul calling from Boston. I'd like to review another great dance class app for dance students called Classy Moves, $3.99 in the App Store. Classy Moves allows you to keep a record of dance classes and moves. Have you ever said, what did we learn in class last week? Or, I'm sure I learned that move before. I recognize the name, but I can't remember the steps. It can also be used equally well to record any type of class where you learn a routine of moves. The category list is completely customizable, and you can create categories for each type of dance you learn and reorder them however you wish. For each class, enter the routine of moves, and if a move has already been entered, just select it from the list, or else add it by entering the name, category, and description of the move. Select a move to see a list of all the classes that the move has been included in. You can see how the move was used in a routine by selecting one of the classes. The list of moves and classes can be sorted alphabetically and reverse chronological, respectively ordered, or grouped by category. This is another great app for dance students. Into the email bag we go. Hey Rob, two quick questions. One, is it possible to get the clock on the lock screen to be a face clock and not digital, non-jailbroken? Two, I go hiking a lot and use my iPhone as GPS to track my hikes, but it just eats up battery. So I'm looking into getting a solar phone charger I could take with me. I'm asking if anyone has a good recommendation or anything to keep in mind while researching which one to get. Thank you. Love the show. DJ Medina. Hi, DJ. For your first question, no. No, it is not possible. You need to jailbreak if you want to change the clock on your lock screen. Per question number two, 
there is a solar backpack, or more precisely, a backpack that has solar photovoltaic charging cells right on the back of the backpack. But it ain't cheap, to the tune of $225. Look for the link in the show notes for the photovoltaic off-grid solar charging backpack. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. Savior from the Faroe Islands here. First, I like to say that I follow your podcast every week. I was searching on Kickstarter for a new cool projects, and I found this one. Check out the project called Thermato, and it's already reached its goal. By the way, thanks for letting me know about iTunes U and the Stanford University course for the iOS development. Best regards, Savior. Hi, Savior. Thanks for the heads up on the Kickstarter project called Thermato, T-H-E-R-M-O-D-O. And what this is is a tiny thermometer you plug into the headphone jack for your iOS device for it to work. This way you can measure the temperature right where you and your iPhone are. It is $25 and they way blew past their goal of $35,000 with over $130,000 raised and growing. You have until April 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time to get in on this one and kudos for them in keeping the goal down but a big minus on the over a dozen different pricing levels. Come on, guys, make it easy. Hi, Rob. This looks great, but I guess they didn't get the memo on the conservative goals. But they say everyone who backs to this will get one regardless if it's fully funded or not. Downside, it will be $250 after going retail. Regards, and the name was lost. I don't know how I lost the name. Couldn't find the email. And this is per the Indiegogo project titled Buddy Bluetooth Watch. Yes, another Bluetooth watch. This one has until April 11th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time before funding is complete. They have a goal of 230, or excuse me, they have a goal of $320,000 and have raised 74,000 so far, which by smartphone watch type projects is not much. They are asking for $150 for a pledge for the black one and there are other more expensive options for other colors. If you are someone that is now collecting all the Bluetooth watches out there, well, you can check this one out by searching for Buddy Bluetooth, that's B-U-D-D-Y, Buddy Buddy Bluetooth watch over at Indiegogo.com or looking for the link in the show notes for episode 261 over at todayinios.com. Per what makes this one different? Size, as in this thing is huge, as in gigantic, as in get away from me with that thing big. Definitely not for the ladies. Okay, there are other things that make it different, but I will leave that up to those that are interested in Bluetooth watches to check out to see what they are. This next story is one you probably wish was run at the beginning of the winter, but here it is now. There's a product called Any Glove, one word, that lets you put drops of a liquid onto your gloves that gives those parts of the gloves capacitive touch capabilities. Or put another way, Put the goop on your fingertips of your gloves and you can use those gloves you added the goop to with your iOS device. Well, once the goop dries, that is. Cost $19.95 for a bottle and you get about 550 drops per bottle. Link in the show notes for this. Again, it's called Any Glove, One Word. Aloha, Rob. It's Siobhan again on Kauai. I've got three app reviews for your listeners that working together will let you walk outside on a dark night and identify the satellites that are flying overhead. The first one is called Satellite Visibility. It's been a great app for a long time, and then it got out of sync itself, but they just updated it a couple of days ago, 
and it's wonderful. This is a primary app that you can set your location and it will show you upcoming passes for satellites from very, very dim up to very, very bright. You get to specify how many you want to see in the app. It's $2.99 retail and it's well worth it. You combine that with another app called SolarWalk, also $2.99. Oh my goodness, Solar Walk is worth getting no matter what, but uh, it's an unbelievable app. And when it zooms in on the Earth, amongst all the other things in the solar system you can look at, you can set it to um, show the satellites as they're flying over the planet. So you're looking at the Earth from outside and watching the tracks of the satellites. And as one's getting close to where you're located, you can zoom in, I mean really zoom in on it, get information about it, even tilt it so you can see the Earth 3D underneath the satellite as it's flying over. That puts things in perspective. And finally, to make this really, really a usable triad, an app called Skyview, that's just one word, Skyview, for $1.99 in the App Store. This one has the augmented reality capability to allow you to take your iDevice, phone or iPad, point it up, and it is universal by the way, point it up at the sky, and again, if you have the satellites turned on, you'll see the satellites moving in combination with the dot that you see in the sky. Now you can make the vision of the satellite pretty large so you get a perspective of what it looks like. And if it's a tumbling rocket engine or the ISS or the Hubble Space Telescope, you get a small rendition in an icon format of the actual satellite that's passing over that you're looking at because you knew when to go outside because you set it up in satellite visibility in the first place. All right, eight bucks, gang. Satellite visibility, solar walk, Skyview. The three together work beautifully if you want to check out the night sky and see things flying overhead. Aloha, Rob. Keep up the great work. Loving your podcast. Shvan, as always, thank you so much for the app reviews. Into the email pick. Hi, Rob. I'm looking for a free way to call using my iPad over Wi-Fi from the United Kingdom. Can you advise? Thanks, James B. Hi, James. I will throw this one out to the audience. What methods, if any, are you guys using and women are using to make free phone calls via Wi-Fi from your iOS device? 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOONDOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. I've had a few people ask about upgrading their unlocked iPhone to iOS 6.x and keeping their unlock. Here is the deal. If your iPhone is carrier unlocked, you are okay to update. Now here is the important part. Carrier unlocked means it was authorized by your carrier, i.e. AT&T, to be unlocked. You got an email from them or from Apple saying you could unlock it and you needed to restore the device. And at the end of the restore, of which you saw a message on iTunes saying, congrats, the phone was unlocked. That is carrier unlocked. If you paid some dude... $50 that you met via Craigslist so that he could unlock it for you, that's not carrier unlocked. That's uh, dude unlocked. And upgrading from your current version of iOS to iOS 6.x will bork your unlock, and it will be not just gone, it'll be gone with not much chance of it ever coming back. But for those of you that asked if you have an old iPhone that served out its term on AT&T and you had it unlocked via AT&T and Apple, you are safe to upgrade to iOS 6.x, and you are good to go on jailbreaking it once you do. 
But if you paid somebody to unlock it, do not upgrade it as you will lose the unlock. Back to the email bag. Hi Rob, I have a jailbroken iPhone 5 running iOS 6.1 using Evasion. What is the proper process to update to a jailbroken iOS 6.1.2 version? I already downloaded iOS 6.1.2 update to my computer to protect myself against iOS 6.1.3 update that will break evasion. Greatly appreciate any assistance you can offer. Best regards, Paul. Paul, what you need to do is restore to the latest version of iOS version 6.1.2 right now, but not 6.1.3 in case you are listening when 6.1.2 is no longer the latest version. Once you've restored, get Evasion 1.4, well actually now it's 1.5.2, and jailbreak per the tutorial I have up on my site, even though it says 1.4, 1.5.2 is now available. I had a listener email in about having issues with the iPhone crashing after he jailbroke it, and I told him to restore slash remove the jailbreak and then re-jailbreak. Here is his response to that. Hi Rob, I took your advice and restored and re-jailbroke my iPhone, and I haven't had a single crash since then. I will, Before that, I was getting two to three crashes per day. Thanks for the help. Chris in Las Vegas. Folks, jailbreaking will make your iPhone less stable than if it's not, and it may crash occasionally. But if it is crashing every day or even every other day, something is not right, and you should try restoring it and re-jailbreaking it. Hi, Rob. This is Tulio from Miami. I have a question for the listeners. After I did a iOS 6.1.2 upgrade on my iPhone 5, I lost all the sounds. You know, the iPhone vibrate when you click the ringtones or something. It completely sounds, you know, disappear from the iPhone. And I see several people have discussing this on, on the web. If there anybody across with the same problem, cross over with the same problem, you know, I would be appreciated with any help, you know, and uh, we can start discussing discussion about that. Thank you very much. Atulio, it's most likely you're going to need to do a restore. But before doing that, if you have a can of compressed air, I would recommend blowing that into the headphone jack and then also the dock connector port. Sometimes some lint or debris gets into those ports and can cause you to lose the sound on your iOS device. If that does not work, then restore and re, uh, if you were jailbroken, re-jailbreak, but I don't think you said you were jailbroken. So, but do a restore. Again, first thing, get some compressed air if you've got it, blow it into the headphone jack. Sometimes something will get up there and that'll cause it to uh, lose the sound. If that doesn't work, uh, then go ahead and do a full restore. Uh, you may also, if you haven't done it already, make sure you force quit all your apps and then go to settings and then general and then scroll down and do a reset network settings uh, before you do the restore to see if that helps at all. But more than likely, from what I've heard on this, um, if it's not a physical issue with something getting stuck inside the dock connector, and you may want to even try taking um, a headphone after you do the compressed air blowout, take a pair of headphones and plug them in and out a couple times and see if that frees something up. But if it's not an issue with the headphone jack, then try doing the restore. If then it doesn't work, then you need to take it to the Apple Store. Quick update, just before recording, Evasion version 1.5.2 is now out. I mentioned that just a, briefly. It is a minor release that includes localization for languages of French, German, and Chinese. If you are already jailbroken, there is no need to update or do anything. 
This is just for when you hear me say evasion 1.4, I really mean 1.5.2. And again, it's just for people that haven't jailbroken. If you're already jailbroken, it does not concern you in the least. Uh, but if you're not jailbroken and you go to jailbreak, understand that version 1.5.2 is now available. And I'll update my tutorial at some point. So if you see um, discrepancies there, still calling out 1.4, yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet. Sorry. We had someone recently asking about how to install Siri on an iPhone 4, uh, 3GS, or some non-normal Siri device. And I'd like to thank Stephen for the link to the YouTube video on how to install Siri on an iPhone 4, 3GS, iPad 2, and iPod Touch 4, jailbroken, running iOS 6.1.2. And I'll put a link in the show notes for this over for episode 261 over today in iOS.com. And as I know, a few of you were asking for this again. Check out the link for the YouTube video. Look for the link titled How to Install Siri on iOS 6.1.2 for iPhone 4, yada, 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 yada. So a post that was saying the evasion jailbreak has now been installed on over 14 million iOS devices, which sounds great until you convert that to a percentage of iOS devices running iOS 6, and you get 5% for the number, which sounds small until you convert it back to a unit number, which is 14 million, which sounds big. So let's go with over 14 million iOS devices running evasion, which makes for a large pool of iOS 8 feature beta testers because that's really what jailbreak users are. Previously, we mentioned that it was now kind of, you know, illegal to unlock your iPhone if you did it yourself, this being a violation of the DMCA. There was a petition at the White House to make it legal to do so, and 114,000 strong signed that petition. And how did the White House and the president respond? With the following quote, quote, the White House agrees with 114,000 plus of you who believe that consumers should be able to unlock their cell phones without risking criminal or other penalties. In fact, we believe the same principles should also apply to tablets, which are increasingly similar to smartphones." Unquote. So to summarize, last year the EFF got the Library of Congress to grant an exemption in the DMCA for jailbreaking your smartphones, but unlocking was still considered illegal, as is jailbreaking your tablet. Mind you, this is all in theoretical spectrum, as individual users are very, very, very unlikely to be gone after for jailbreaking a tablet. And it is very, very unlikely anyone would get after those that create the jailbreak. As in this case, that anyone would be Apple. And for them to legally go after jailbreakers, well, means bad PR. Apple just fights the jailbreaking software creators by hiring them much cheaper than the legal fees. Plus, with the White House support and comments, there is pretty much zero chance Apple would go after anyone for jailbreaking. Unlocking, however, was an issue as the anyone there could have been one of the carriers. And well, they're just not as end user friendly or PR concerned as Apple is. So this is good news. The original Angry Birds for the iPhone and iPad which had been $0.99 cents and $2.99 respectively, are now zero and zilch respectively. Not sure how long this will last, but if you want to get the original Angry Birds, now you can do so for free. And FYI, this is not a few levels free, this is all the levels free. So get it while the getting's good. And in this case, good means free. This is Paul calling from Boston. I'd like to do a review of four apps from Step by Step Dance Studio in Las Vegas. 
They have a Dance Now series of dance instruction apps. Each app includes at least 10 steps in several dances. The four apps I will review are Dance Lessons, which includes East Coast Swing, Rumba, Mambo, Waltz, and Tango. The second app is Learn to Dance, Salsa, Merengue, Cha-Cha, West Coast Swing, Nightclub, Two-Step, and Hustle. They also have a Wedding Dance uh, Preparation app that ha goes from the entrance to the dip to the ending. And lastly, they have a fourth app which teaches hip-hop dancing. These four apps are an incredible value because each dance is only 99 cents in-app purchase and each dance includes excellent instruction of the men and ladies parts and together with and without music and each dance has at least 10 steps so it's an incredible value. I highly recommend it. Thank you. Paul, thanks for your dance review apps on today's episode. Back to the email bag. Hey Rob, each year I go with my parents to visit the graves of our ancestors. Unfortunately, my parents aren't going to be around forever, and I don't think I'll be able to find all of them once they are not with me. So I was wondering if someone knew of a GPS video tour building app that would let me store the GPS locations of the graves and add a little video of my parents talking about who it is. Any ideas? Regards, Dave. Dave, I'm going to throw that one out to the audience. If anyone can help Dave, give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hi, Rob. I'm sure you're aware of stuff like this. This one seems to be making the rounds. Watch out for the Facebook page called Apple, period, with, with a period. So it's A-P-P-L-E, period. And they make it look like it's an Apple site, and they say that they have older iPad 2s that are unboxed that they're giving away if you share a photo. It is a scam. Regards, Steve in, Stephen in Houston. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for the heads up, but if anyone thinks Apple got to be the most valuable company in the world by giving away iPads, well, they kind of deserve to be scammed. Okay, maybe not, but, well, maybe. Obviously, any offer from anyone for free iPads is a scam, even if it looks like it's from Apple, or even more so if it looks like it's from Apple. Stay away from this, folks. Don't be fooled. Hi, Rob. Just wanted to write in my review of an iPad mini. I was finally able to get my hands on a slightly used one from Gazelle for a good price. I've had it about three weeks now, and I absolutely love it. The size is one of the best parts for me. I have completely stopped taking my MacBook to school with me and now use the iPad mini as my mobile computer. The other thing I find incredible is the battery life. I go out with a full charge. I'm gone all day using it and come back at over 50% battery life. Fantastic. I know a lot of people wish it had a retina display, but since I'm not coming from an iPad maxi with one, it doesn't bother me. Folks can follow all my adventures in the post-PC era with the iPad mini at productivitypad.blogspot.com. That's productivitypad.blogspot.com. Well, I'll be giving tips and tricks and reviews on the iPad mini. Regards, Ben in Utah. Well, Ben, thanks for the heads up and good luck with the site. And it sounds like you're having good luck with your iPad mini. Hi, Rob. This is Bruce in Phoenix, Arizona. I just wanted to call in and submit a review for a navigation app called Waze, W-A-Z-E. I believe it's an app that has been brought up before by other callers. It does do turn-by-turn navigation. It's a fantastic app, very invaluable to me. Uh, I use it regularly for in-town navigation as well as between-town. 
Um, it's been extremely useful for me, and I've been wanting to submit a review for a while, but I've been too lazy um, until today and did something that surprised and amazed me. Uh, essentially what happened is I have a standing arrangement uh, or engagement every other weekend where I go to a friend's house and we play some games. And I usually turn on an app because it uses my navigation data to update other drivers as to traffic conditions. Well, today when I turned on the app, it immediately recognized the time and day and the day of the week, and it asked me if I was going to the address that I, where I was going. So I said yes, and it automatically brought it. I thought that was extremely impressive that it figured out my pattern and automatically routed it for me. So just wanted to submit that review. Love your show and keep it up. Thanks. Zeus, thank you for the feedback. Before we go, I want to remind you to send in your feedback out there to the show. 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOONDOG, or record your feedback and email it to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback, it can be a question or a comment for something someone else said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else. An app or product review, good or bad. As long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed on the show. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature that you've created on your eyes device iOS device. It's getting late. You can tell. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we are always looking for more music that's been created on an iOS device to play on the show. This is your show and your feedback is greatly desired. If you want to know when new episodes go up, look at the TII app. Not just the best way to consume the show, but also a great way to get push messages when a new episode goes live or there is other iOS breaking news. Just $2.99 in the App Store. And it helps you enjoy the show, and it also helps support the show at the same time. And it makes it really easy to email or call in the show with your feedback. Again, just search for TII in the iTunes App Store. And finally, a big thank you to today's sponsor, Audible. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash TII for your free audiobook download. That's audiblepodcast.com slash TII. And folks, that's going to go ahead and do it for us today. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today in iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.